Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 37 through 49. Although he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And so they could not believe, because Isaiah also said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, that they might not look with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human glory more than the glory that comes from God. Then Jesus cried aloud, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in the darkness. I do not judge anyone who hears my words and does not keep them. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judgment. On the last day, the word that I have spoken will serve as judge. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment about what to say and what to speak. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Morning. A grizzly bear has been attending church for a while when he heard his calling on Lady Sunday. After church, he went over to the music director and asked about joining the choir. The director wasn't sure how to handle the situation. She wanted to be all inclusive. She asked him, can you read music? And he said, yes, I sang in my high school choir. He, um, and said, so he said, yes. And what voice range are you, she asked. I'm a baritone, of course. <laughs> she signed him up immediately. Sorry. <laughs> She's a tough uh, a joke teller to follow. <laughs> she set the bar high. So let me begin with a just 90-second history of Lady Sunday. And my source is from the UNC website. Methodism is a long, has a long history of celebrating and recognizing the mystery of the lady. The lady are the members of the congregation. In the early days, the lady served and maintained congregation between visits of the circuit riders. The pastors would have multiple charges in vast regions so they wouldn't be stationed at one location. The lady would have a big role carrying out the needs of the church. Today, the lay people are the front line of the daily ministry at the workplace, in the home, and within the community. 
the prayer shawl, the caring ministry, the food pantry, just to name a few. There are so many. February 23rd, 1941 was the first Methodist church observance of Laity Sunday. It is a time to recognize the work and mission of all laity, not only within the walls of the church, but in everyday lives. The excitement about this day of recognition grew from a, UM, a UMC layman's publication. <clears throat> Think what this could mean to the church. 40,000 laymen, lawyers, physicians, teachers, bankers, businessmen, mechanics, farmers, and others speaking on the world mission of the church. The whole Methodist church will be moved and stirred to action by such a message. Okay, first we have to update the list to include video editor. And what about musicians? How come they're not included? So, second, I hope I can stir you to such action by my message. Oh, and one last note. By 1972 edition of the Book of Discipline, Layman's Day was renamed to the more modern title, Laity Sunday. You'll be pleased we are finished with the history lesson. Onward to my story. One person I admire is uh, Dominic Terziano. He's the husband of Lisa's cousin, Sandy. He's a handsome fellow. He kind of reminds me of um, Al Pacino. Soon after we met, he came to our house, and we found that we had a childhood hobby in common. We both loved trains and had Lionel train sets. In fact, I had a layout that he could run his O-gauge engines and rolling stock on. In addition, to in, excuse me, in addition to finishing up law school and getting hired by the New York Attorney's General Office, he found a new hobby, and that was mountain climbing. He has climbed many parts of the United States. One achievement is climbing Mount Whitney. There he is. Yeah, one, ach one achievement is climbing Mount Whitney. It's the highest peak he has climbed at 14,505 feet. He is now closing in on another remarkable peak. Here in the Northeast, he's climbing all 48 peaks, over 4,000 feet, in the winter in the White Mountain National Forest in New Hampshire. So far, he has climbed 40 peaks with just eight more to go. Astonishing. And I should mention that his backpack weighs around 60 pounds on average. And we complain about doing a flight of stairs when we have to do the laundry, right? Now, here's something else I should tell you about Dom. He's completely blind. He was diagnosed with retini retinitis pigmentosa and macular degeneration in his youth. His parents gave him such ex you know, much experience as possible before he couldn't see anymore. They took him skiing, swimming, and to shows, and so much more. But as he aged, he went from legally blind to seeing shadows to complete darkness. But he does not let that hinder him. He navigates their home handily. He has led Lisa and I from his and Sandy's New York City apartment to his office in Lower Manhattan, which he does on a daily basis to get to work. Gets us points of interest along the way. He gestures over to the left and says, that's where the ferry is, behind that building. It runs every 30 minutes this time of day. One time, Dom took me on the subway to the Apollo Theater in Harlem to go see a concert, all the way from Lower Manhattan. He got us on the subway, and to the subway, and on the subway, and to the theater with ease, and I would have gotten lost without him, even though I love trains, go figure. He even made sure we got on the correct subway line on the way back because he said on the weekends, 
the six has construction and we'd rewind up in Brooklyn in the middle of the night. Now, I've always wondered what it's like for him just to walk around and do daily tasks. I thought about this for a while and finally did something out of the ordinary. I started navigating my house without opening my eyes or turning the lights on. I would take the garbage out. I would try to find items in the pantry, open up a can, try it anyway. I would try to make the bed. Um, it was a daunting task. But I know this little exercise doesn't come close to being blind for life. But I want to walk in his shoes just for a minute. I wanted to rely on my other senses, hearing, touch, smell, just to get a deeper understanding of what Don experiences, still knowing that this, this doesn't even come close to scratching the surface. I knew where everything was just a little while ago because my eyes were open at some point. More on this later. What's next is a journey I've heard similar here to a lot of folks. When Lisa and I moved to Hillsdale, we started looking around at different churches, suitable for a Catholic and a Lutheran. Oh yes, Lisa Ruffini has German and Czech lineage, and my father's bloodline goes beyond Italy into Albania. Fascinating, I thought. Maybe I should write a book about ancestry, but who would I ask for advice around here? Bill should have been here. <laughs> Listen, I've read a couple of the books, and maybe we don't want to know everything. My brother always said we don't look quite alike. <laughs> anyway, Pastor Davidson did what pastors do to new parishioners at the church and came to our house for a visit. He quickly found a musician, me, and a social planner, Lisa. I was immediately tasked to start a contemporary music group. I mean, literally on the spot. That was in 1984, and I'm still trying. Pastor wanted Lisa to get involved in the planning of more family gatherings. We also joined a few committees, but with Mike's chaotic work hours, I was walking late to meetings. And that's when I learned, never show up late to a committee meeting. It was one of those times I walked in and everyone was staring at me with a funny little grin on their face. In my absence, I had been nominated for SPR chair. But how could I say no, especially we were in the pastor's living room. So I took the position and it was very challenging, but it was really rewarding. I learned a lot of new skills and my confidence grew. Now, back to my musical journey. A profound experience was unfolding. I don't fancy reading the Bible as much as I like to sing the Bible. I also don't like to sit, as you may have noticed. Yes, I was like this in high school and in middle school and grade school. I couldn't sit still. I sit long enough at work too now. I like to move and be involved and I like to be moved by the pastor's sermons while I'm moving. Yes, I'm pandering a little bit for a good rating. Singing with the chancel choir and the sacred messengers and helping with the sound system have given me a spiritual connection perfectly catered to me. But let's be honest, I joined the choir so I could simply throw on a robe Sunday morning and not have to put a suit on. But then the joke was on me. I didn't realize our church was more relaxed on the necktie thing, so. The rehearsals on Wednesday nights were functional, but they're so therapeutic. We all have anxieties and stresses, but it melted away with the music. The scripture derived lyrics, of course, and of course, 
the camaraderie with the choir and directors were so tremendously uplifting. And the fact that the church has given Juliana love and acceptance. the drums of all things. Our church has given Jessica, our daughter, a place to sing with the choir and perform at VBS. And that's a 2011. <laughs> and of course, Lisa, a place to reluctantly play the shaker tambourine and <laughs> She even played the xylophone once. <laughs> you should hear the talk after church or before church when I come up and I had that face on saying, Lisa, can I ask you of a favor? <laughs> Listen, if you didn't step up, we wouldn't have achieved partridge family status here at the church. <laughs> okay, really, for Lisa, it was the family ministry, the talent shows, and the Williamson Syndrome I remember Pastor Bob saying something to the effect, the Methodist Church, in the Methodist Church, you bring your worship here as a collective experience. The church doesn't dictate how you praise and worship. That's what drew Lisa and me here. It was finally explained. What was so alluring about this place. But it's also the friendliness and the warmth of the congregation. And of course the potlucks, right? But we found the light. Back to Dom and my self-directing explore. When I was fumbling around in the dark, I eventually became lost in this void. It would take days, weeks, months, years for me to learn how to adapt. In the middle of the night, no less, I thought to myself, how should we be using our other sense, our spirituality, by letting Jesus light our lives, our world? Juliana asked cousin Dom, if he was sad not having sight. He said, this is who I am now. I'm used to it. Dom found a way to adapt and to make his life whole in the physical world. It took time and commitment, but he prevailed. There is a tremendous amount of badness and evil coming at us from all directions, making our world dark, but there is hope. There is anxiety, sadness, frustration, relationship strain, illness, but there is hope. We have a way out of our darkness, and that's with our, the light of our Savior Jesus Christ. And you can find that light shining brightly here in all of our missions and our worship services here at United Methodist Church. If you put your time into praying, into missions, into reading, or singing the Bible, you will find the light. Your path will be illuminated, and you will find hope and salvation you are looking for. Brothers and sisters, on this Laity Sunday, I hope you are inspired to become more active, more deep, and not just today, but every day, to make a stronger and more vibrant church, but also to keep the light of Christ shining brightly within you. Oh, and by the way, if you see me limping or on crunches, cr crutches one day, you need not, not ask what happened.